0: Welcome to Summer Camp Programming Podcasts. Summer Camp Pro. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm Kurt.
1: And I'm Chris.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: I just put in like a. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so today we are talking about making day camp feel more like an overnight camp uh, or resident camp. You know, I used to say resident camp a lot in people are like, no, say overnight camp because resident yeah. camp seems very institutionalized. So it uh, um,
1: seems like you're there for a long time. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you're living. So overnight camp <laughs> and I personally, I have a lot of experience with this because I started out in the camp industry working at resident camps. Uh, and so I worked for I think three resident camps before I got into day camping. And then once I got into day camp, I felt the same. I was like, this does not have that camp feel. Mm-hmm. You know, there's something missing. This this almost, I don't want to say it felt like child care, and I think a lot of day camps yeah. do have that feeling. Yeah. Um, the one I worked at first didn't necessarily have that, but it didn't have the, the campy feel mm-hmm. either. So I had yeah. to decide, okay, how am I going to take what I've learned and what I know uh, of overnight camp and, you know, apply that to day camp? Now, with you, Chris, you have you have an overnight camp. That's kind of your main yeah. thing. And then day camp is, I don't want to say like a side gig, but it's not. It, but it
1: is. Yeah. yeah. It's not the main. Well, and it's, I mean, we've only been doing, um, so I've been in camping for 19 years now. And only last year and then coming up this year is it that we've done day camp. So I haven't even been involved in day camp much. Uh, because to me, it always was kind of that. It, it's not overnight. It, it's a whole different ball game and it does feel like child care almost sometimes mm-hmm. and so we've tried because we were mainly overnight we've tried to implement some different things so that day camp feels more like that and kind of has that um feeling it, it's i guess it worked because our day camp is filling up very fast we're almost full on every week so mm-hmm. hopefully people are liked what they saw last year and, and like some of our changes we're doing this year to help it feel like overnight camp that they go home every night <laughs>
0: Well, and it's a great, it's a great way to, it, when, when it's a day camp at an overnight camp, it's a great introduction mm-hmm. to the whole yep. camp thing. Uh, so, especially for the younger kids, getting in, doing the day camp first, and then hopefully you feed them into the overnight yep. camp uh, later.
1: Well, our big three, I mean, the three reasons why we started, we ran out of beds um, two years ago. And mm-hmm. so when we, we had no more beds for campers to stay, so we're like, well, we need something. We can't add a new cabin. We don't have the money for that. And so we decided to add day camp. We also have, we have a lot of younger kids that will hear parents say all the time, I'm not sure if they're ready for camp or they're going to be homesick right. or something like that. And I still want those kids to have camp and enjoy it. And then where I'm at in, in Washington here in Illinois, it's a huge sporty town. And so I have so many parents that were like, well, i got to pick up my kid every night for uh, baseball practice, Mm. or he's got to get, and so we're like, well, let's try a day camp that will then open that up to everyone that, hey, you can go home at night, you can go do your baseball games at night and things like that, and still get camp and still have that awesome camp experience. Right.
0: Speaking of infusing that campy feel into day camp, that it's a lot easier, obviously, for a a day camp like yours, which is already on an overnight camp mm-hmm. property and yep. has programming set up for yep. an overnight camp, such as like the zip line and everything else that it's easier to get that campy feel. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you have a day camp, that's on a school property yeah,
1: or at or a, a church
0: park or, or yep. right, it makes it difficult because there may not even be trees around. <laughs> and yeah. So it's like, yeah. how do I bring that, that feeling into our day camp? And there are a number of ways that you can do that. And I think the first thing is kind of your terminology, right? So instead of saying, oh, yeah, our our students or our kids, that you start calling them campers, mm-hmm. right? Oh, these are campers. Uh, instead of groups, oh, th- that group of kid or, or Joe's group, you can call them that bunk or that cabin yep. instead of just a – if you have any kind of camp store where you sell stuff, you can call it a canteen or a tuck shop or a trading post instead of, Hey, let's all go to the gym, call it the lodge. You know, there, you can take terminology from resident or from overnight camp and apply it to your day camp and the campers and the staff will pick up on it really quick.
1: Yeah. Well, and as Kurt said earlier too, so I am at a, at an overnight camp and so one of our things that we did want them like because we we have overnight camp here um but we wanted them to kind of have their own separate program so everything i'll say today is kind of from that aspect like if you already have a campground and you're putting a day camp in or you you have a day camp there how to make them feel like that but one of our things um was even we really wanted them to have their own area and so they have kind of like all of our campers have their own cabin so they have their own area. This is the day camp area. This is kind of where they can go to not, you know, to be their spot as well. All of our cabins are named like our boy cabins are named after reptiles and our girls cabins are all mammals. And so we did the same with day camp. The The boy day campers have a reptile name. That's their reptile cabin mm. and the girls are a mammal cabin. So they have that terminology. They feel like they're still, okay, we're, we're part of camp. Good news. And we just, we're day camp. We go home every night. That's a good
0: point. We we uh named our uh at one camp we named our age groups uh some fun. Mm-hmm. So because we were right on the water, we did starfish, uh sharks, sea otters, you know, each group had its own. And that makes it makes it a lot of fun, especially when you mm-hmm. wrap it around kind of a nature oriented you yes. know, it's not like oh, we've got uh group A <laughs> or yeah. we've got the file cabinets over here <laughs> yeah. Here comes day camp one day camp one <laughs> day camp um, two so my next thing is is to use decorations uh you can use decorations like uh curtains that have in a room that have trees that look like a forest i mm-hmm. uh, i think you can out of uh, paper and stuff you can create a tree we did that for actually one of our uh camps it was a uh, the whomping willow for harry potter camp and it was made out of paper uh we yeah. found it on pinterest in fact yeah and good how, job. To, how to do good it job. and some classroom <laughs> had made this tree in the corner all out of paper it was really cool and we're like we wanted some kind of whomping willow thing and that's what we did but there are a lot of different ways to decorate and make it feel more
1: campy yeah i like that uh one of the things we learned last year was teaching um the counselors to act like overnight counselors so they weren't allowed to talk about in front of the campers or nearby like oh when we're off work we get to go do this or Uh. we're gonna go here tonight and we and just getting them to think like hey you need to think that you're you're not stuck here but you're here all night long and and that this is your whole night thing and so we even um, this year we required our day camp counselors they had to stay on campground, they weren't allowed to leave after day camp, um, because we wanted to just bring that whole feeling of hey I'm here I I'm at camp all the time we, and because that was one of the things we would hear or they if they had the phone or something if they got their phone out you know oh let's let's do this after work and and it became work and not camp, huh. and so even teaching those counselors to kind of act like you need to pretend that you're here all night. And so it feels like overnight to the campers too, and not work and that they're work to you.
0: Oh, interesting. I thought about that. That's a good one. Uh, My next thing would be, let's go with group size. I see so many camps, Mm -hmm. day camps that will be like, okay, let's get all the boys over here. Let's get all the girls or a counselor. Maybe two counselors will be in charge of 25 kids. Oh, yeah, uh, They're just these large groups. If you take those groups down to more cabin size, so 8 mm-hmm. to 12 kids with one or two counselors, you can definitely combine yep. the groups, and now you've got maybe 20, 25 kids, but 10 of those know who their counselor is. They become a cabin group. Uh, they do their icebreakers and their games, and they move through activities as that smaller group it definitely gives it more of a overnight campy feel than if you've got 25 30 kids that are all kind of in this group
1: uh-huh. going from well, that's, place to place that's chaos for your counselors too oh totally right? it's hard for them
0: it's hard to make uh you know really kind of form relationships which is a big part yeah. of overnight camp As opposed to if you just have a group, a small group of kids, it's easier to get to know them, to form these relationships. And I think that's an important part of camp. Yep.
1: So I think our, I see my next one's kind of similar. You got some closing ceremonies. Um, We, one of our closing ceremonies we have at camp is we have the campfire at the end. And with day camp, you know, it's still light outside when they leave. But we decided we wanted to still have a campfire for them and have that whole, you know, you throw the stick in the campfire kind of thing. And mm-hmm. you have your closing campfire kind of stuff because it, it makes it special to them, too, even though the sun is out. <laughs> like, we're still going to have that. Um, and that's just I mean, that works for us because we are at a campground that has campfire pits and things like that, that we can do it. And so day camp now where their areas even have their own little campfire pit. That's their pit for their closing ceremony cool. that they get to do.
0: Well, and kind of going off of that um, you know I do hear well we don't have a campfire you know we're at a school property or what have you And what I would say to that is you can get a fake campfire okay. they sell them on Amazon whether they're uh, they look kind of real or not or even if I, like a cardboard campfire yeah. or if you want something more real, you can get portable campfires. Yep. Uh, that you can even do s'mores around. And at the end of the day, you pick it up and you put it to wherever you want. Obviously, the you douse the fire first. Um, but That's not important. <laughs> <laughs> but even if it's a little cardboard fake campfire, it gives it that feel. So you can do a campfire program where it's skits and songs and you call it, hey, it's campfire time. Uh, it, it's not impossible. It makes it fun. And especially for any of those, you'll get campers at day camp that have gone to overnight camp. Maybe they go for a week or two and then yep. they go to the, your day camp and they'll be like, yep, I get this. It, it makes yep. sense. Um, I like it. So definitely don't let that stop you. Have, yeah. have campfires.
1: Yeah. Uh, my next one, um, I wrote down, pick up where you left off. And so this is kind of another one of those teaching the counselors what to say and what not to say, but we would see a lot of our counselors asking the kids about their night before. Oh, what'd you do last night back at home? And so it took away from the whole camp experience because now we're talking about home and what happened there. And so getting them to, you know, trying to get them to say like, you know, let's talk about yesterday. What'd we do at camp yesterday? And kind of pick up where you left off yesterday made it much easier than, oh, what'd you do at home last night? How's mom and dad doing? What's your brother? It just...
0: It's all that (laughs) getting the
1: counselors to kind of, hey, this is the wording you use. Here's how you talk and teaching them that.
0: Nice. My next one would be camp songs. If ever you want to bring a campy feel to a day camp, camp songs is the way to go about it. Most day camps that I've seen don't do camp songs, don't do any singing whatsoever. Because I think a lot of the... Staff who are running it, you know, maybe it's a parks and rec program. They don't know. They've they've never been Mm -hmm. to camp or, you know, so they don't know camp songs. Camp songs are on YouTube. You can find them online. Uh, It's introducing this completely changed uh, one of the day camps I directed. It just, the feel was different. Again, you get these uh, kids who have been to overnight camp that know the the songs I teach each song during staff training. So my staff know it. And I tell each of the staff, look, you are responsible to have one of these songs that you like and you're going to lead it. So pick your favorites. And then Mm -hmm. when we have a time when all the kids come together and we've got some, you know, maybe it's before an activity or they're waiting, we call it what, Hey, you're on stage. So it's counselor on stage time. So the counselors get on stage, and they can lead a camp song. They could tell a story. They can, you know, do some kind of game where everybody stays seated. Maybe they decide, hey, let's get everybody up for stump the counselor, or what have you. But I tell them you need to ha- you need to have one camp song that you're go to, that you're ready to sing, and we are going to sing camp songs all week long. And so the the staff have buy in. I mean, these are staff that yeah. didn't go to camp. They didn't know camp songs, and I teach it's them. It's hard to
1: get them there. <laughs> and
0: Yeah, and so then once they're doing they're like, okay. And it's always scary to kind of go up first, so I'm always up there leading camp songs, and I'll I'll start off. I'll get up there, and I'll be like, hey, Sunshine, you know, hey, Otter, come up here. You're going to help me out. I'll lead it. They get comfortable on stage, and uh, we lead the songs, and the kids, they'll repeat after me songs usually. They easily get it. And so by the end of the week, they're like, let's do Boom Chicka Boom, or let's do Princess mm-hmm. Pat or uh, an Austrian, and, and uh, we'll, we'll go about it, and it's, it's great. Definitely camp songs. If you've never done it, YouTube it, or go to a conference and attend some kind of song-leading workshop.
1: Yeah, And, and don't be nervous because the kids will sing along every time. Yep. They get totally into it as long as you're into it. And if you can even bring like, a couple of those kids on stage, and they'll, they'll yeah. be like, yeah, let's do this. Yeah. I always have to tell my counselors every year at staff training, like, don't be afraid about the songs. You will have plenty of people joining you. You just got to start it with confidence.
0: And you don't have to be able to sing. I think a lot no. of counselors are like, I, I can't sing. No, no, these are yelling. So like, yeah, you're just yeah. saying, I said a boom, chicka boom. And yeah. uh, that's what's great is that the kids like everybody can follow along because you don't have to be a singer.
1: So. Sometimes better if you're not. Right? <laughs> you're all off-key. like, this is the best thing ever. Like, awesome. Oh. Um, one of my things that kind of fits with the camp song is traditions. Whatever traditions you have, even with overnight camp, to bring those traditions into day camp as well. So, like, I'm thinking even the... uh, We'd sing at the the lunch tables. You know, there ain't no flies on us. There ain't no flies on us. And the other team, there might be flies on some of you guys. And just to have those, whatever little traditions your camp has, or or create some traditions for camp to have, but have those traditions that bring it in, because camp is. I mean, it's when you go to overnight camp, you're living in a new place for a whole week, and so you have new traditions that are a part of it. And so day camp. Giving those new traditions helps it feel even more like, oh, I'm a part of this place. Even though I go home at night, I'm still a part of this. I'm part of this tradition that's going to happen year after year, and and I can tell my kids when they come and do camp traditions that I remember doing that growing up.
0: And right? Yeah. I, Steve Stephen McGuire just wrote something on the Summer Camp Pros uh, Facebook page about starting new traditions, and you don't you there you can start them. Like you yeah. don't have to be like, well we don't have any traditions. Uh-huh. Start them. They'll become some won't become traditions. Some yep. will. See what sticks. Uh, you I don't I don't know if I said it on this podcast, um, but I think on the Wreckheads and Camp Nerds. My favorite story of starting a tradition at camp is we would not not starting a tradition, but how it kind of really took hold. We would go over to this the island for our day camp, um, get off the ferry and Near the big field where we were at, had picnic benches and stuff. So we all had to pass that. And all the kids are in the line, and they have this huge rock that has like a plaque on it. So it's like this big boulder. And I started touching it every time I mm-hmm. went past. And I said, Don't forget to touch the lucky rock. It's a lucky rock. You want to have a good day, touch the lucky rock. And so everybody would touch it. And of course there'd be those kids be like, I'm not touching it. Oh, Mm -hmm. that's dumb. I'm not going to do that. It doesn't bring luck, blah, blah, blah. So I would say, you know, 70% of the kids would touch it. The other 30 wouldn't. And one day, one of the CITs did not touch it. And so all the kids were like, you didn't touch the lucky rock. And she's like, I make my own luck that day. One of the pigeons pooped on her. And the kids are like, "It's because you didn't touch the lucky rock." <laughs> of course, a story That's like that perfect. spreads through camp yes. like wildfire. And after that, everybody touched the lucky rock, That's and so uh, and it was always that story. Is like, remember what happened to the CIT if you didn't touch it? Uh, it Man, was what, so a, what a simple tradition. Just
1: touch, you don't, don't have touch. to do anything huge and crazy. No. Just this is what we do: we touch the lucky rock Touch and walk the lucky back. rock.
0: You could touch the lucky flagpole, touch the lucky whatever Mm -hmm. you got around your camp. (laughs) Um, So yeah, so traditions, I agree. Uh, The last one I'm gonna touch on is color war. And I know a lot of day camps, I I hear this all the time. uh, We're a day camp, we can't do color war. We don't have time for that or, you know, Mm -hmm. it seems too complicated. All right, I'm not talking about a color war that lasts for the full week every single day. That you would do at an overnight camp that is this huge uh, production what we do on color War, any day camp can do this but we chose one specific day we had teams that we put together at the the beginning of the week so we had four teams and the reason i do four i don't like two because when you do two teams one team loses one team wins so Uh everybody on that team loses like all bummed out but if you have four teams that means three teams (laughs) lose it's not (laughs) such a big deal there's um, more losers now. <laughs> <laughs> right? They're like, ah, whatever. Uh, anyways, so on one specific day, you have all these challenges and age groups. So, like all the starfish, which is our youngest youngest age group. So, you're looking at first and second graders. All the starfish, first and second graders from each group would compete in one challenge while the other groups were competing in their own challenge. And then we would rotate. And we would just keep points, okay? This, you know, red got this many points, you know, blue got this many points. And we'd have some challenges where it'd be tug of war. So everybody, you know, uh, would be together watching the tug of war. So it was more of a camp wide event, even though it was different age groups going at a time. But what I'm saying is that this was color war. It was themed, but it was easy to do. It was only lasted one day. Yeah. Everybody enjoyed it, but it really brings that kind of, in a in a strange way, this camp feel. this, this, uh-huh. you know, we're trying to get away from the, the daycare feel. And that's yep. what this does. So you can do color teams. war.
1: Everybody's together. And yeah. Right. That, that feeling.
0: And you, can, you don't have to call it war. You call it the color games or the color challenges or whatever. If you want to stay away from the whole war
1: thing. I feel like you have a how to do a color war blog or something on your summer camp, pro? Um,
0: sound right? well I have a book
1: Okay.
0: and I have talked about it on the side. I'm not sure I had a, a video at one time, but the video was taken down. Um, but I do, it was based on a round table, the book. Okay. And so it was a lot of ideas and definitely ideas. There are some that talk about, I, I'd say about half of them were from day camps that submitted ideas. Um, so, yeah, definitely. Is
1: that, on, can, is that on Patchwork? I'll put a link to it in the show notes. Yeah, Perfect. It is.
0: And I so I have a I have a post. Again, this is based off of another roundtable. I have a post, the 10 ways to bring that campy feel to your day camp on my blog. And so I covered about half of them, although you had tradition. So that was another one. So you get more ideas on there if it's something that you want to do. And I, I think if you're a day camp, you should definitely – uh, try to bring mm-hmm. that campy feel and you're going to get more kids. The kids are going to have a better time. Word of mouth is going to be better. I mean, it just, there's no reason not to do it.
1: Definitely.
0: Yeah, um, it's, it's better. All right. So today we all want to talk about our favorite book. Do you have a favorite book that you. I, so I do. I own a, <laughs> got got of camping a ton camping books.
1: books. <laughs> it is ridiculous. And I don't read a lot of them. One of my favorites though, I got, I think it was last year, maybe the year before. Um, It's called the camp director survival guide um, Mm. by Michael Jacobus, 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 Jacobus. Um, And it's really like there's little stories, there's little things. And it just it kind of like uh, it's especially as a new executive director kind of running a camp. It was very just kind of almost like, okay, there's other people that are going through this, you know, and it and it had some it just here. You know, this is how you survive it or here's how you deal with this. And so was really good for that. I like that.
0: That's awesome. Michael's a great guy. Uh, mm-hmm. He was one of the speakers for ScampCon, and yeah, he—I th- I think he has two books.
1: He does. I think I have the other one too, and I was trying to remember what it was called. I feel like I bought it. Probably did
0: because you buy everything. I do. <laughs> That's <a true> <laughs> um, so it's good to hear. I haven't read either one of them. It's good to hear some uh, positive feedback on that. Uh, My favorites, or one of my favorites, and, you know, I probably shouldn't have chose this, but I already did, because I went on Amazon and I could not find it. I don't know where (laughs) I got it. Uh, It was years ago, but it's called Great Special Events and Activities, and it's by Morton, Prosser, and Spangler. Uh, And it's basically just a bunch of event and activity ideas that come from a lot of recreation professionals and so it's like one of my round tables just ideas from a bunch of different people oh, uh, I'd like that. and there's some really neat stuff that's in here and it's more it's definitely a lot of can be applied to camps it's it's more for recreation departments yeah i'm not sure where you'd get it and that's why i probably shouldn't have chose it but it's called great <laughs> special events and activities so if you find it pick it up
1: yeah, I'll see if I can find it. If I do, I'll put it in the show notes. I did find that other book, "Insights and Inspirations: Real Life Stories from Camp Staff."
0: There so, you go. I do have them both. Nice. He's uh, he's running a kind of a um, what do I say detox camp for gamer kids now in California.
1: Oh, that, it's so needed right now.
0: Yeah. So next week we are going to talk about, well, Chris is going to talk about animals at camp and what that's all about. Uh, I don't have a a lot of experience. I worked at one camp that had some goats (laughs) and horses, but (laughs) uh, other than that, uh, he is the man. So we will talk about that next week. Uh, Tune in then.
1: Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, from around the campfire, this has been Kurt and Chris.